This film is a detective story in which you are the detective. The question is not who is the murderer, but who is the werewolf? After all the clues have been shown, you will get a chance to give your answer. Watch for the werewolf break. One, two, three, four. Monster movie. Fun time, go! 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 With Precious D and Honey Bee. Fun time, go! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and neighbors, welcome back to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. 31 Days of Horror. Oops, all werewolves edition. This is day number six. (laughs) And with me today is award-winning author A. Lee Martinez, author of such books as Gills All Fright Diner, Monster, and Constance Verity Destroys the Universe. Welcome back to the show, Lee. Thank you. I'm I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Lee helped us kick off our first 31 Days of Horror two years ago when we looked at Monster Run based on his book, Monster. But this year we're doing all werewolves, and today we're looking at The Beast Must Die from 1974. Lee, why did you choose this movie? Do you have any previous experience with it? Uh, No, I mean, I'd heard about it, and I knew some things about it, but I I used to kind of watch it. (laughs) Um, uh, It's almost almost as old as I am, so... Uh, you know, it's a period piece, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I, I love the idea, the premise. I just, and I knew it wasn't like a, a great execution of, but I just oh, I did like the premise too. Okay, I saw this on like the afternoon movie, you know, back sometime in the seventies, mm-hmm. sometime after nineteen seventy four, but probably not long after, like a probably a Saturday or Sunday afternoon movie. And I just, at the time, I I just loved it. The whole, you are the detective, and, uh, and now it's that. time for the werewolf break. That whole thing. Yeah. Uh, now, apparently, the, the director hated that. Yeah, because it's not structured like a mystery. No. Uh, it's completely superfluous. Like, you could tell they just added it as a gimmick. <laughs> Yes, yes, it's exactly what it is. The The director apparently hated it, but at the beginning of the movie, for those who you, who have not watched it yet, and if you want to watch it, it is on Tubi and Pluto and a couple of those other free services. Uh, at the beginning, they tell you that this is a mystery where you are the detective, so look for the clues and look out for the werewolf break. And then... When uh, we're most of the way through the movie, the movie stops, which is the element that the director just hated, that it brings everything to a screeching halt. 
Yeah. And a clock goes up on the screen and it says, and now it's time for the werewolf break. Have you? And the clock ticks down and it asks you, have you figured out who the werewolf is? And it shows you pictures of all the suspects. And you're supposed to say who you think it is before they reveal it. <laughs> uh, but the first reveal is a false reveal. <laughs> Because it's somebody who was not a werewolf at the beginning. They got bit by the werewolf partway through the movie. Yeah, well, and that's funny. Uh, but that actually at least has some clues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I feel like, as you say, it's not really, not really a mystery. Well, they don't really lay out clues for us. They, they give a few little hints like this one guy's got hairy hands and stuff. Yeah, but that's but a reservation. there's not a whole lot of... In yeah. Yeah. Th there's not much in the way of clues that you can put no. together. No. Well, and I was, I just literally watched uh, Haunting in Venice, the new movie that's a mystery. And I, you know, I'm not great at mysteries, uh -huh. but at the end, it's like, here's all the clues. Like they, the, you know, the cliche, the detective, like this movie even has that sort of cliche where he sits in front and he's like, who could be the werewolf? He's like, the drawing room. And then it's just like, well, he's not really doing a detective work. He's just. <laughs> no. So, no, yeah, and it's, I, just, it's really interesting. Does he even does he even figure it out at the end, or the guy just attacks well, him? I can't remember now. He I just figures it out mainly it. because it's the only possible suspect. Everybody else is dead or accounted only for. One, <laughs> only one left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the only one left. But it seems to me there's a flaw in his basic premise, and it's just pure luck that he turns out to be correct. So this guy. This rich guy. Oh, let's let's do our stats real quick before we go any further. So uh, it's directed by Paul Annette. As I said, it's 1974. It's in color. It's based on There Shall Be No Darkness by James Blish. And it is 92 minutes. The budget was 187, 269 pounds. But it doesn't tell me any box office an alternate version of the film was released under the title Black Werewolf, which does not have the werewolf break. I mean, there's a black person who becomes a werewolf in it, but it's not, that's not at all. Well, the werewolf about. is black, though. Like, black colored. Oh, the fur, the fur is? Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, our cast is Calvin Lockhart as Tom Newcliffe, Peter Cushing as Professor Christopher Lundgren, Marlene Clark as Caroline Newcliffe, Charles Gray as Arthur Bennington, Anton Differing as Pavel, Karen Madden as Davina, Tom Chadbon as Paul Foote, Michael Gambon, Dumbledore himself, as Jan Jemakowski, Mm -hmm. Sam Manzare as Butler, Andrew Lodge as Pilot, Car Carl Bone as First Hunter, Eric Cart as Second Hunter, Valentine Dial as Werewolf Break Narrator, <laughs> uncredited, and Anne Ross as Caroline Newcliffe, voice uncredited. Was she dubbed over? Yeah. I don't, I don't, the whole, Why? Uh, I mean, who knows? That's that's, <laughs> that's really that's that's weird. I don't know why she would have been dubbed over the whole movie. That's bizarre. Because uh, I'm pretty sure she's been in other things. Yeah, who, who yeah, knows? Yeah, she's been in stuff. It might have just been some production thing. They just had yeah. to re 
do ADR for the whole thing and she wasn't around or something. I know that's happened to other people. <laughs> it happened to somebody we interviewed. So, um, there you go. There, there's our cast. Uh, I just love Calvin Lockhart. He is chewing up the scenery in this. <laughs> I, I think awful. what I like about this movie, I was ta- I was talking to my wife and I were watching it and I was like, you know, it's like, it's not a mystery. It's more about how like a rich, arrogant guy who thinks he's really good at stuff is not very good at it. And he gets a bunch of people killed, including himself. And <laughs> <laughs> it's like you had a decent plan so, but like you handled everything badly yeah. and and so i think uh yeah. that metaphor find really apt <laughs> just generally but i'm just because it's like <laughs> lure all these people to your estate you set up this trap thing and then you're just like just wandering around it's like you had no real <laughs> what you just triggered the werewolfism and they're like well i'm sure i'm really good at this and everyone Everyone around him is convinced he's good at it. But if you watch him, like, he's just he's just a dummy. He doesn't handle anything very well. Yeah. Well, and as I said, his, his basic premise is flawed. He has invited all these people to his estate. He's apparently just stinking rich. And he has all these people that he suspects that one of them is a werewolf because of their various histories they've yeah all been uh associated with some unexplained deaths one of them is actually convicted of cannibalism but he could be wrong none of them could be where uh, it could be that none of them are a werewolf or it could be that more than one of them <laughs> is a werewolf he really has no strong evidence i just love the idea that it's like uh He's like, well, though, there's definitely these. Uh, one of these people is definitely a werewolf because, uh, like, in the opening yes. when he's like, he's like, you were in a city where mysterious deaths happened. Deaths in a city? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and why is he convinced that werewolves even exist? Right. Why? Right. Yeah. Like, that's like not called in. Food. That's not questioned. Mm. Yeah. He has. He doesn't question that at all. And I, I love uh, Peter Cushing because I think Peter Cushing does a great job as the uh, werewolf expert, which yeah. always reminds me of, like yes. when I watched, I used to watch like Finding Bigfoot. And I always love when it's like, they haven't found a Bigfoot. They have no trace of a Bigfoot. But they're always like, well, we know this about Bigfoot. And he's, he's the same way. They're like, well, how's it work? Well, the gland does this. And it's like, you don't, we don't have any werewolves. You <laughs> right. know all this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but it's Peter Cushing, and he just <laughs> you the see the same thing like, on all the same thing on all the ghost hunting shows. Yeah, he just he's it's Peter Cushing. He delivers the line like with such class and conviction that you're like, oh yeah, sure, I believe him. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, he knows he knows somehow that the silver by itself won't do anything unless there's wolfsbane pollen in the air. Yeah, yeah, it's very specific. Which is just kind of kind of crazy but yeah it's the same thing in the ghost hunting shows where they're like oh well there's a cold area here and ghosts cause cold areas i'm like do they do you did you did you catch one and then take the ambient right. temperature around it uh, how do you know that they just know it's just it's obvious so, it's obvious we know this yeah yeah the other thing i really liked about the movie was um i love the um i lost it but i, I love the part where it's like everyone's 
like just uh, oh, you don't be silly. I'm a werewolf. I'm not a werewolf. But like even the idea that like, I mean, if you could just touch silver at the right time, like why are they not playing this game? It's if I it's just if I'm gonna get okay if I'm gonna gather a bunch of people on my private estate to hunt a werewolf, I like. I'm going, and I want to bother setting up the monitoring equipment. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm just gonna like, hey, okay, come on in. Here, touch this silver. Here's some wolfsbane. Let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's not a hard. It's 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 not a hard mystery to solve. It's just he's not handling it well. <laughs> no, no, no. And of course, he gets bit by the werewolf during the final conflict. And has to put himself down. So I really appreciated that. Well, see, here's the thing. I was rewriting this movie because I do that like a bad movie, like a bad movie. <laughs> the- right. So I feel like here's where here's where my difference in the movie is would be. There'd be a lot of differences in the first part because that's dumb. But he says at the beginning where he's like, my goal is to capture or hunt, hunt and capture what no man has captured before. To me, like then you cut to him like he's got like this cage and he's like this is the cage for the werewolf I'm gonna catch it, I think a great ending for this movie would have been like you got bit and then he walks into his house and he goes into his cage and he shuts the door, and he's mm-hmm. he's captured a werewolf it's himself, <laughs> so because okay. he took no precautions like hunting the werewolf. The other thing I think about this movie that no. I. I both like and find I like it's sort of this idea that they're trying to make the werewolf be a scientific thing, which like, yeah, I'm like, okay, sure. I'll play along, but it turns into like an actual wolf. And, and I'm like, that's a big transformation. Like if it's magic, I buy that. <laughs> but like, <laughs> if it's scientific, like he turns into a big wolf and he turns back. And like, even when, like when she transforms his wife, Spoiler alert, I guess. Uh, she, she like, doesn't, she just transforms. Like, she loses her clothes and all that. And it's just like, well, how does, is it magic or not? And that part kind of bugs me a little bit. Uh-huh. Well, I, I definitely think that they think it's not magic, but <laughs> there, there might be some elements that can oh, okay. be explained. I, you know what? I will buy, I will buy your, uh, they're trying in their limited imagination to ignore the use of magic. I will buy that. You've convinced yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, they seem to think there's some kind of biological thing going on here. I can't remember, though. Does Peter Cushing call it a curse or does he call it a no. disease? It's it's a disease because even like when you get bit, yeah. you get the, the hormone transfers to you. And the same way, okay. like the moon yes. affects your glands and then the wolfsbane irritates the gland. And that's what causes the transformation. Right. So it's like they keep talking about it scientifically. He makes a point of saying that the werewolf is a victim, but we're going to yeah. kill it anyway. <laughs> Not going to try to contain it or treat it or anything like that. We're just going to hunt well, it and kill it. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the werewolf in this movie isn't taking precautions either. He's he's like, no, he's, no, he's a, not a douche. <laughs> well, and he he agreed to come to this thing. Right. Well, he didn't know he was being hunted, but but then he's like, no, uh, but he knew there was going to be a full moon and that he was going to be right, in this isolated right. situation with these people. Right. I was watching it with my wife and she even said that she goes, what kind of werewolf doesn't take precautions? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't seem like at all like he's unaware 
that he's the werewolf. Because that's really the only uh, excuse. <laughs> yeah. Like, you didn't if, know. That, yeah, if that would you be yourself don't that, know. That would be an interesting take on the movie, like a different version where it's like one of you is a werewolf. Yeah. Goes, what? That could be cool. Yeah. And I I feel like I've seen somewhere, uh, they don't necessarily state this explicitly, but the werewolf wants to kill themselves, but is just unable to do so. I don't know. Like, very vague. Very like the vague. condition, like the condition is protecting itself, you know, and won't let them do it. I think we're reading too much into it because I think, because <laughs> I think that's a good explanation too. Because the same way, the idea that like, you know, the werewolf has a craving for human flesh and then he turns back once he has some. Mm-hmm. That's kind of an interesting idea. Like, there's this sort of biological, con- you know, it's not, it's like, it's not much different than like cat people, right? Where they transform into cat people until they, and then they can change back when they have to eat somebody or something like that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think there's a, here's the thing about this movie. I think this movie has a lot of promise. I would love for like a remake of this movie, but with somebody Mm -hmm. like really making the script make sense, because I think there's a lot of really ideas in here, but right. Like even as we're talking, we're kind of like, well, maybe this, (laughs) you know, (laughs) And uh, maybe, maybe would you would you keep the werewolf break, and maybe put some more actual clues? I would not put a werewolf in. break in it, but I but I do like the idea of making a like it is a mystery. I would just you don't need a werewolf break. I mean that's stupid. It's just a gimmick. I would do it like very simple. I'd actually have clues, and then at the end when he's in the drawing room, it's like just the standard drawing room thing, right? Where he's like he talks. Mm-hmm. To Oh, and then he breaks down the clues. Then we're like, oh, that was a clue. Oh, that was a clue. And then, you know, you might do the, also the surprise where, like, there's an extra werewolf, you know, or something like that. But I would make that clear. I would make it clear about, like, uh, that whether the person knows or not. And I would, I don't know. There's just, there's so many things that are kind of assumed in the movie, except they're not. They're kind of just not mentioned. I'm curious to read the original story and see if it's put together That's a true. That's better. true. It'd be interesting. I mean... If I were remaking it, the only reason for me to remake it is to have a werewolf break. I would absolutely have it in there. Because <laughs> that is the most, to me, the most memorable part of this movie. The thing that stuck with me all these years since I first saw it is that werewolf break. So, yeah, I would I would absolutely keep it. Well, like another Maybe even I keep had. it unchanged. Right. Another question I had is like... Just like so- lift the audio. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Oh, that would be pretty fun, actually. I'd like that. Now you convinced yeah. me. Uh, okay. I actually, I think all movies should have that now. I think every movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just take some audio from the original. It's Mission Impossible. Everyone should have a, a werewolf break. Yeah, it has a werewolf break. <laughs> you just you're and watching. Now, like... the, now the spy break. Do you know who the spy is? <laughs> no, it's a, it's werewolf break. It's always a werewolf. Oh, it's a werewolf break. It's always a werewolf break. <laughs> Unspoken rule that every like intermission has a werewolf in it. It just you don't know they don't change. But <laughs> right, <laughs> you'd be like, you'd like, Fast and Furious ten. Can you spot the werewolf? Oh, I think. It's... <laughs> <laughs> and um, but I, I, I uh, oh, I lost the. Uh, I think the the. I mean, I, I do love that idea. <laughs> Every movie, it's Letty. It's obviously Letty. In, in Fast and Furious, obviously. obviously. <laughs> it's Mr. Darcy in Pride and Prejudice. I mean, everybody can see that. I mean, yeah, 
Oh, of course. Uh, well, uh, I think I think there is a book where he's a vampire. Pretty sure. Probably. There's yes, a book called I Mr. Think. Darcy Vampire. I mean, there, there's everybody's a vampire eventually. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think it, it's just one of those movies that I, I, I mean, it's a different era, and it was just sort of a throwaway little movie. But I'm just like, there's a lot of interesting ideas. I just wish that they developed them better. But I mean, it's quickie. They shot it together, and it's not boring. Which, right? There's always something going on. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's just, it's just, it's just when it says it's a mystery, and then you're like, there's no mystery. Who? And it reminds you like the joke in like uh, I think it's Throw Mama from the Train, where it's like the murder mystery, but there's only two people in the room, the victim and the <laughs> character. <laughs> and I'm like, who's the right. well? I mean, it's clearly John at the end. I mean, there's nobody else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think he is the first one that tries to get away. Yes, he is. That he tries I, to close to get to a clue. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Well, this I have been putting uh, these movies into broad categories. Uh, I've identified three categories that most, not all, but most werewolf movies fall into, and this is definitely a type two werewolf story. Which is there's a werewolf among us. That's what, kind of the all other, there is what, to the. What are the other two? Type one is your basic wolf man. Some schmuck gets bit at the beginning and okay. has to deal with it, and you usually, but not always, ends up dead at the sure. end. It's a it's a cursed person. The problem. Yeah, though they they might come back for a sequel if they're Lon Chaney Jr., uh, but they certainly appear to be dead at the end. Again, they don't always end up dead. No, I can think of a few where they don't, but usually. There's the classic uh, Jack Nicholson uh, wolf. Where yeah, he, we'll be covering that one if it does turn into a wolf at the end. And uh, cursed, I think cursed, she survives. Yes, they break. They they stop uh, that one first. Yeah, yeah. But um, the, and then the third type is uh, the secret life of werewolves, where there's a whole werewolf society that we get introduced to and have all the various rules explained and customs explained to us. Okay. Well, that, that, that's pretty good. I actually think you got it. I think you've I'm thinking of almost everything fits in those. Yeah. And some of them combine elements of those two like, like cursed is also, yeah, she's bitten has to deal with it, but then there's also who was the first werewolf right. that yeah. is something that has discovered throughout the yeah, movie. Who's the werewolf among us. Yeah. So, and then there are a few that don't, fall neatly into those categories but uh, most of them tend to fall into those categories like um dog soldiers is just hey let's go hunt some werewolves <laughs> there are werewolves and they're attacking us there's a uh, one of the movies that somebody else picked but one of my favorites is uh, bad moon and partly i like it so much uh -huh. werewolf among us except there's no mystery because right right away and we know right away but like, yes, people don't know. And I think it's such an interesting twist on that tale because it kind of is the werewolf among us story because we know, <laughs> but nobody else. Yeah. There's no way. Like it changes the way I love that movie so much. I'm not, I'm not gonna talk too much about it. Cause it's somebody else's movie, but like, I love that movie so much yeah. because it sidesteps the whole, how do you convince people that he's a werewolf? And I'm like, well, he's a dog. He just doesn't have the tools <laughs> like yeah. he wants to, but he can't. It, Right, because otherwise you watch a movie and you'll be like, "Well, just talk to each other." But the dog can't do it, and it's yeah. the, so I, I love that about that movie because it's that 
premise. And and again, on this one, I'm like, like again, if this guy was a dog millionaire hunting a werewolf, <laughs> yeah. I'd make sense. But as who's well, good, supposed to be good at hunting, I think you'd figure this yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. I I classified Bad Moon as a as a type one. But because it's a lot of it is from someone else's perspective, the dog's perspective. Yeah, it does. It does have some type two elements in it. But uh, yeah, we see the guy get bit and then try to deal with it. Yeah. But for some reason, it's not from his point of view for for a great deal of the film. Yeah. yeah. This is the werewolf break. Have you guessed who the werewolf is? Is it Paul Foot? Jan, Davina, Dr. Lundgren, Caroline, you have 30 seconds to give your answer. I guess we're now at the part, unless there's anything else you want to bring up, uh, the part where we give it a rating. And we're working on a full moon scale this year. <laughs> okay. So no no moon, quarter moon, half moon, three quarter, or full. All right. What do you rate The Beast Must Die? Okay. So there's a, I had to give this a scale rating based on different qualities. Uh, I hope that's all. Okay. I, we make the rules here. Sh- you, I, sure. I'll play by your rules. Sure. My scale is as a period piece, as sort of a different time and sort of – the, like I love the soundtrack, so it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and there's a lot of fun like '70s stuff. So for me, that puts it mm-hmm. at like a three quarters moon. You know, like it's it's pretty fun and it's pretty unique. Um, for like the story itself, it's it's really pretty much a half moon mainly because it's not that great, but it's got stuff going on and it's fun. It's fun for the characters walking around, and I do enjoy the actors. Like I think all the actors are doing a like a fun job with their roles, um, so you know I guess I average it to uh, a half and a half half half. I don't know because I don't think it's great, and I I really am disappointed by especially. It's not the director's fault because I think if you took away the gimmick, the movie's doing what it's doing, and the gimmick to sell it is working against it. Um, but so I don't I try not to count that against that though because I don't think that was the intent. So. But I just like the soundtrack. I love the actors. I love the fashion. Uh, I'm just a sucker for like characters sitting around and like a lot. And some of the dialogue's pretty fun. Like uh, so, aside from that, but like I said, the the story kind of weakens it just because it's kind of like predictable, but also kind of he. I mean, other than the fact, I do enjoy a story about a rich dumbass failing <laughs> because he overstates <laughs> his abilities. So that's fun too. I don't know. I'm gonna give this. Uh, Overall, I'm going to give it three quarters of a moon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, that soundtrack is very uh, 70s, uh, 70s television, really. Yeah, yeah. It could it could be playing in any episode of Columbo or Six Million Dollar Man or, <laughs> or any made-for-TV movie. Uh, very waka waka waka. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very jazzy. And uh, there was, pro- I didn't notice, but there's probably some triangle in there too. <laughs> probably. <laughs> uh, I will also give it uh, three quarters moon. Um, that's 
mostly nostalgia on my part, but uh, I do think the performances are all great. It's just always great to see, you know, Charles Gray and Peter Cushing and pre-Dumbledore. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I have a theory, too. It's kind of like the idea. It's like there's that line in, um, I think, the first Indiana Jones where it's like, take this watch. You know, I bought it. I bought it for like a dollar. Bury it for a thousand years. Dig it up. It's <laughs> a lot. There's a lot of older movies that I'm like, hey, at the time, they weren't that great. And they're still not that great. But they've become venerated just through time. Yeah. <laughs> so uh-huh. I, 50 years later, an okay movie, it's a little better because it's got some, like, uh, got a sheen of antiquity on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Now I have this image of uh, Antiques Roadshow, but for movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the world, just the like, beast must uh, die. You know, it's not a very good mystery, but it is in pretty good shape. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, it's got a really funky soundtrack, yes. It's got a nice got, uh, patina on the soundtrack. That's right. Uh, it's got a pre-double door. The, the wardrobe. <laughs> wardrobe is typical of the time. That's right. Uh, we have some people who are big stars then and some who will go on to be even bigger later. So, yeah, uh, yes. yeah. I'd say it's worth, I'd say at auction, this would get uh, 2,000 pounds. Yes, i totally buy it. No, I like that. I like what I do. <laughs> well, Lee, before you go, do you have anything you're working on that you can talk to us uh, about? That I mean, you want to no, plug? I mean uh, uh, my, last, my newest book that came out, I think, last year is Constance Very Destroys the Universe. I'm still working on stuff, but I haven't got anything new. On, in, I mean, I'm still working on some uh, new books. Um, but nothing out yet. I mean, you know, I'm just out there. If you Google me, you'll find me. Uh, <laughs> uh, other than that, I don't have anything to plug. All right. Well, yeah, there's plenty of his books available. They're on Amazon. They're at all the bookstores. They're at your local bookstore. They might even be in your local library. Check yes. them out. Out. I'm pretty sure I've got every one of them. I don't know if I have a car- hard copy of The Last Constance. I know I got the audio book when it first came out. That's allowable. I'll allow but it. I, I might. Uh, <laughs> well, but I have hard copies of the other two, so I've got to have the third one, even if I don't read oh, it because I've already listened to it. Definitely I've got to have it on the shelf. It's got to be there. I'm not, not going to so, talk about a bind. <laughs> All right, folks, thanks for joining us, and thanks to Ailey Martinez. We'll be back tomorrow with another werewolf movie. I don't know which one it will be yet. As I said, you can watch this one on Pluto and Tubi and all of those fun free-with-ads type places. Uh, Until then, I have been Precious D. Remember to keep calm and take shelter in basements. Please do not misuse science. We will not see you, but you will hear us next time on Monster Movie Funtime Go. You've been listening to Monster Movie Funtime Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texacato Folk Rock Punk featuring Lita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mnftg. Dun, dun, dun.